Doodly doo 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 doo. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Hot Cont with me, Haley Hoff. This is the third episode officially diving in. And what a treat it is. I decided to record this in the morning today, and I haven't done that yet. And I can already tell I'm bringing a different level of energy and excitement towards this, which is probably a good sign. Maybe I should wake up early and do this in the morning every time. We will see. Maybe that's something I will take down as a note going forward. Um, Yeah, so where are we? Where are we? Last we spoke about Beyonce, and I've taken a couple of weeks since discussing Beyonce to just kind of figure out the cadence of how I want to do this, and what do I want to talk about, and... Um, I felt like the next step was to give a little bit more kind of like fun Q&A about me (laughs) because I don't know who's listening to this and I realize that in my brain it's just people that know me but maybe it's not and in case anybody new ever does want to pick this up and listen to it in the future maybe a couple fun facts about who I am that you're choosing to listen to would be helpful I think those kind of things typically come out in a podcast when there's two or three people chatting and you just like get to know the people very easily through conversation and sharing stories on a podcast. But because I'm alone doing this, I'm trying to figure out how to make it interesting, make it feel like I'm your friend, also make it like relevant to anybody that doesn't know me. I don't want it to be all about me. It's not... I'm not trying to just like bask in Haley time and like, let's just only talk about me. I just want to like have conversations about things I'm excited about. But I realize without knowing who I am at all, that might also make this completely uninteresting. So I wanted to ask some, I wanted to answer some of the questions you guys maybe had. And I, I posed questions on Instagram through the anonymous link thing and asked you to ask me whatever you wanted. And I got some really quirky questions back. They weren't so much about like, tell us about your upbringing. It's more like, I don't even really know how to um, describe it. They're all over the place. Some weird, some vanilla some not vanilla some whatever we'll get into it but um yeah I just kind of wanted to preface this with that's the intention behind it is to just kind of focus in on me for one episode to I mean I say that and I'm already rolling my eyes at myself because I know when I have a when I have a podcast by myself it's going to be about me a lot unfortunately but that's just the way it is right now. I don't have a partner in crime so you're going to be hearing a lot from me but today you're going to be hearing about me. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of a difference there. And um I've got three beverages sitting here with me today. I've got my morning tea, my morning smoothie, and a giant jug of water, and I will be sipping on all three of those throughout this. Sorry for the noise ahead of time. Um, But we've got some questions to get into, and I hope that they are fun for you. So let's dive in. 
Okay, it's question time. Okay, it's question time. I just want to say I'm feeling wide awake and it's feeling good because when I woke up this morning, I felt really awful. Like I didn't get enough sleep at all. And I was like, there's no way I can do this. But a quick shower, a quick walk around the block with the dog and um, three beverages. They've only had like one sip each, but I'm already feeling more myself. So thank you to that. And shout out to Katy Perry for I'm wide awake. Yeah, I was in the dark. I was falling hard with an open heart. I'm wide awake. Well, okay, I'll stop there. But oh, that just came to me as I was talking and saying wide awake. And I was like, wait, <laughs> that's a bop. We should sing. I'm wide awake. Ooh, uh oh, I might have to pause and just like listen to that song for a second. Damn. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. First question. First question. I'm going to start with something basic. Okay. Where are you from? Okay. Asker, I am from Reno, Nevada. I am from the northwestern part of Reno, Nevada. I am, yeah, just a Reno girl through and through. I, um, my parents are from interesting places. My mom is from South Africa and my dad is from Lake Tahoe area, but moved around a ton. Um, so I have a pretty like unique familial background, but my personal background is, is Reno and I've lived there on and off for basically my whole life. So yeah, that's where I'm from. The 775, the 89503, baby. Next question, star signs, rising sun, moon. Okay, of course, we're gonna jump right into astrology. Um, my sun sign is a Sagittarius. I am a fire sign and I truly identify with the Sag spirit. My rising sign is Aquarius and my moon sign is Virgo. Those two I don't pay too much attention to. I'm not a deep astrology girl, um, like by any means. I. I I, I subscribe to it now because it's gotten so popular and just with the more I've learned and the more friends I have who are more into it, um, I do like to find resonance in it. It feels kind of like a spiritual practice. Sorry, I'm sitting by the window and it might be really loud. That's We're learning, you know, I'm not in a recording studio, so please forgive any bumps on the road of the, the technicality of this podcast, but I am... Um, Astrology. I, yeah, I used to not get it. I used to not understand, like, how people believed in it because I feel like you can read anything. You can read, like, any of the signs, blurbs, and, like, pull something away from it. I just used to be very skeptical about it. I'm, I'm pretty skeptical about a lot of things, actually. Like, I'm just kind of a skeptic, period. So it comes as no surprise to me that I was skeptical about astrology forever. But something's changed. I've softened in the last few years and uh, my partner is really into it and, or I don't want to say really into it, but more into it than I am. And through her perspective, I've gotten more involved and yeah, my Sagittarius stuff is always spot on. And I think that like, I identify with just fire signs in general. Um, Yeah, I've always been very 
outgoing, bubbly, love to be in a group of people, love to be the center of attention, love to go on adventures. I am really hard at sticking. I have a hard time sticking to things. I like, cause I, it's almost like ADHD brain, ADD brain of like, there's so much I want to do. How am I supposed to commit to like one thing forever? I like try a lot of things. I'm all over the place. I want to be spontaneous all the time and like pack up and leave and go. I, I like change. So yeah, I really identify with the Sag of it all. Um, and the really like, let's be honest, ever since Instagram, the like vehicle of memeing astrology signs became so popular and trendy, I really got more involved in astrology. Like <laughs> I, I see a meme about a Sagittarius and I, I'm like, that is 100% me. And I share it and I'm like, look, this is me. And it's so funny. I feel like we all do that to some extent now. And um, if that had been happening back in the earlier days of me being a skeptic, I probably would have been never been a skeptic. As far as my sun sign and my moon sign, though, I don't really, again, like know that much about Aquarius or Virgos. I've known, I know more about Virgos than anything else, but, um, or not anything else, excuse me, just more than Aquarius. And mostly because I have a lot of Virgo friends. I don't identify with Virgo because I'm not organized. I'm, I'm not a very responsible person. I'm not a planner. I'm not, I don't compartmentalize things well in my brain. I'm kind of chaos. I'm kind of, I feel like the opposite spectrum of a Virgo, but I understand that when it's your moon or your rising, it's a different interpretation of um, the qualities, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm clearly not that involved in astrology to be able to speak to it. <laughs> but I have a lot of, like I said, close friends that are Virgos and they're all kind of different and, but they're all united in being really kooky. And I identify with that. <laughs> so maybe that's all I am. And I love Virgo's groove from Beyonce as we discussed last podcast. So if I can claim like being a part of that community that can enjoy Virgo's groove, then um, I'll take it. I will absolutely take it. Okay. Oh, before I move on, can we discuss something real quick about astrology? The pattern app. Who uses it? Who makes it? What the hell is going on? If you don't use it, check it out. Because for me, this is like what's really kind of turned my my thinking about astrology into a more, I don't, I don't know what to say. The pattern app is so spot on to me and what I'm going through in the seasons of my life. It's truly scary. And I know we've all dabbled with CoStar. And as much as I liked CoStar and I loved the like design and feel of that app, and it was fun when it first came out, I feel like the pattern came out and totally trumps CoStar. And it's just really thorough and deep and, again, on point. Like, every time I read it, I get something from it. It feels like I'm able to see something I'm going through more clearly. Something very specific that I'm going through. Very specific to my partner and I and what we're going through. It's just, like, really... I I know that technology is getting smarter and smarter and smarter. And we are getting smarter, but... I don't get how the pattern works. Who is writing these things? How do they know just based off of my 
time I was born, how to send me a paragraph each day that aligns with exactly what I'm going through. Like, it really has me wondering, is my phone just, like, right now, is my phone recording me and there is somebody working in San Francisco in a fancy startup building, like, writing down what they think I need to hear? I don't know. I don't know. If, if anyone out there works for the pattern, knows any inside info on how this is working, please hit me up. I need to have a conversation about it. And um, I'm going to continue using the pattern until then, but... I'm also a little spooked, just saying. I'm just a little spooked about it. Okay, let's get on to the next question. What podcasts do I listen to? Oh my God, a million. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts for a lot of years. I think I listen to them more than music now. I'm just like a big podcast girly. I am... Let's see, how do I answer this? I have always been a fan of Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. I know that's like a basic girl answer, but it's good interviews. I appreciate the the celebrity interviews, of course. Um, but I also like the, the interviews with the experts. I learn a lot from that podcast. Um, um, I really like Marley Grace's podcast. Marley Grace is a huge inspiration for me um you have to pay for their their podcast so it's not like a public listening one but i recommend if you're somebody that's interested in well first of all look at marley grace's instagram and see if their like content and vibe speaks to you but if it does i would recommend paying the five dollars a month for the podcast it's really it's really good it's um I don't really want to say spiritual. It kind of is, but it's just grounding and it speaks a lot to artists who are living off of their art and what it, and to queer people. And like, um, it's an advice podcast. I should say that they answer questions about anything people ask them, but it's very focused and I don't know, just really, really thoughtful, good advice. Um, I listen to Los Culturistas. That's probably my number one fave at the moment. Love, love, love Bowen and Matt. I think I've really turned a a corner in the last year or so, like mostly listening to comedy podcasts. I think I just wanted like a lighter, happier life. So I started listening to a lot of comedy. I also really enjoy Seek Treatment with Pat and Kat. That's fun. Um, I love some pop culture podcasts. Uh, Gosh, what's the one called I'm thinking of? Oh no. Well, with Ira. <clears throat> oh no. Let's see. Ira. Okay, well, I'm having a hard time finding it, so forget that one. Um, I used to really like WTF with Mark Marin. That was the first podcast I actually ever listened to, and that was back in, I don't know, 2013 or something when I started listening to podcasts. Obviously, I listened to Serial back then, too, which I only have to bring up because Adnan Syed just got out of prison, which is crazy. I listened to the new podcast episode that they released on Serial. It's just 20 minutes. If you were a Serial listener and you haven't listened to it, you should go listen because what a slap of nostalgia it is to listen to that intro, the Sarah Koenig voice, her, like... Oh, the whole thing. I was like, chills. I feel like I'm 24 again. 
listening to this podcast and like caught up in who is Jay of it all. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyways, those are the podcasts I listen to. There's, there's a ton more. I also like, um, for like when I'm needing like relationship advice or personal advice, mental health stuff, I really, I like Brene Brown. I like Glennon Doyle's podcast. We can do hard things. Um, yeah, that's probably the, the top that I listen to. Okay. Let's see. What else? Beyonce or Justin Bieber? Okay, um, I know I just did a whole podcast about Beyonce, but I'm absolutely 100% going with Justin Bieber. Let that be no surprise to you guys. I love Justin Bieber. I am a believer through and through, always have been. Well, not always, but I've been, I've been believing since um, I saw the documentary, his first documentary, and I had such a soft spot for him that it just like, since then I've had this thing an obsession maybe uh, with him and that comes as no surprise to anyone that's followed me on Instagram or known me personally for a long time but maybe people that don't know me as well let me explain why I love Justin Bieber I first of all I can fall in love with anybody who I watch a documentary about basically like once I know your life story I see your good sides I see your struggles I see your vulnerabilities I'm like okay I'm committed to you I get it I'm in your corner Watching Justin Bieber's documentary and seeing how cute and sweet and innocent he was as a little boy that just wanted to sing and dance and perform spoke to me and my personal background. And like, I think I had a sensitivity and still do to like young boys who wanted to be in the arts. And like when I was growing up, that was a really hard thing. Like boys didn't want to dance or sing or whatever that much unless they were like really passionate and really fearless and I, when you see a little boy that's like just going for it and like isn't shying away from like being exactly who they want to be, I felt like I wanted to protect that. And I, <laughs> so it's almost this like kind of maternal nurturing feeling I have around Justin Bieber of like seeing just this like pure talent and joy coming from a little person and then getting really famous and then the world like wanting a piece of them so intensely that their like life is no longer sacred or like theirs and it's a protective thing I like I but I'm I recognize that it's also ironic because I'm a vulture as well of pop culture and like I know that if I saw him out in public, I would probably want to whip out my phone or like run up to him and say hello or like do all the things that every other human does that I consider like poor behavior. But yet I also feel like, oh, I want to protect him. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. And also like he's just grown up to be incredibly stylish, very good looking. He's goofy, which I like. I feel like I have more in common with Justin Bieber than I do Beyonce. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe you guys are shocked by that. You're probably like, no, Haley, you seem just like Beyonce. <laughs> um, but yeah, even his douchebaggery, like I have that too, you know? So Justin Bieber and I are one and the same. I just, I think I would have a better hang with Biebs than I would with, with Beyonce. Okay, what was my worst day ever? Well, hmm, mm, 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 mm. 
I don't think one specific day stands out in my mind, but I have a category of which has been the worst days of my life, which I would say is the days of going through a breakup. Um, they just eat away at me. Um, and they always have. I, I don't like breaking up with people. I don't like going through breakups. I don't like letting anybody down. I don't like feeling like I'm losing something that's important to me. Basically, the grief of it all and the, the decision-making that goes into it and the fear and the anxiety and the sadness and the loss, those days are absolutely the hardest days I've had. And I would say the same goes for any day that you lose a loved one to death. Um, it's the same feeling to an extent, right? Of like loving somebody and then you can't be with them anymore. Those are the days that I would say are the worst days of my life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It makes me sad even just thinking about it, honestly. So let's move on. <laughs> um... Oh my God. Okay. So I told you there's some crazy questions in here. Um, how often do I leak from my period? Often. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Should skid marks be normalized? <laughs> yes, of course they should. Everyone has skid marks at some point in their life. Um, <laughs> okay. Back to um, other questions. Why did I move? Okay. I recently moved to LA from Reno. I moved because I wanted to move. I was for years wanting to get out of Reno. I kind of moved back to Reno in 2017, not because I wanted to. I um, felt it was a safe place to land during a rough transition period of my life. And it was a very safe place to land. And I just so happened to meet my girlfriend in that period and she lived in Reno. And so I stayed in Reno. And then I also started my own business in Reno. So there was things now rooting me there, um, but that wasn't really where I wanted to be. So I, for the last few years, was like balancing being in Reno, but like not wanting to be there. And so then the pandemic happened, which paused any conversation about moving. And then as soon as the pandemic kind of chilled out and it just like lined up with what I was going through in my personal life to start really thinking about what was the next step and LA just kind of lined up because I got a job that was a contract position at first so I didn't know if it was going to be a moving situation but um, yeah I got a job here in LA which has now turned into a full-time position which I needed to move here for so that was great it was like kind of exactly what I needed was a place to just like pull me to it because it was a difficult decision to land on a city between my girlfriend and I and the timing was just always getting pushed back so yeah LA is where we are now and we don't know how long we'll be here but I just was like as I said earlier as a Sagittarius I um, don't like being in one place for very long I like to move around a lot and I was just really anxious for my next adventure. So we're here now, we're enjoying it. Um, feels so good for me to have a fresh point of view, a fresh perspective, a totally new environment. I love the nature here, just the like, like within the city, I mean, the like greenery and the, the plant life really gives me life and the palm trees and just the like 
yeah, I don't know. It feels really good to go from the desert to be by the ocean. Um, so yeah, I'm happy and that's why I moved. Okay, next question. Thoughts on Madonna? Um, I don't know if I have a ton of thoughts on Madonna. I think that she is cool. I think that she was a trendsetter in her time. I like a lot of her music. One of my favorites is um, Hey Mr. DJ. That song to me is very nostalgic. I love that song, even just thinking about it. I, hey, Mr. DJ, put the record on. I want to dance with my baby. Mm, mm, mm. My older cousin in South Africa used to listen to that song in his car. And he had like subwoofers and bass in his tiny, tiny car. And I was probably like nine. And we were on a road trip and I got to sit in his car, which was like a big deal. He was like the cool older cousin and I got to ride with him on the road trip and he played that song over and over again. <laughs> and I remember my body rattling to the bass of Madonna. And so I will forever think of that song and that memory when I think of Madonna, which is a really, really positive memory. So I don't know why I was acting lackluster. I think Madonna's great. And her track, Hey Mr. DJ, is a bop. Okay, that's what I have to say about Madonna. What is the weirdest sound I can make right this very moment? Oh, okay. No. I'm just like. Wow, okay, that's enough. Um, that was my attempt. <laughs> stupid. So stupid. Who do I text the most? Well, probably Michaela, my girlfriend, but we spend a lot of time together. So um, when I'm not texting her, it's, I have a lot, I'm a big texter. Let me, I'm a big, like probably number one texter of the world. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I have a lot of group chats that I'm in and I am the person in the group chat that probably sends the most messages and a lot of them are like internet things. I'm, I'm just like sharing a lot all the time and um, uh, I have a group chat with my girls Amy and Elizabeth that has been going very strong since 2013-ish I think, 2014. It's called Destiny's Children. It's got a name. We have been active for years. Shout out to my girls. Uh, I am in multiple group friends or friend groups that have all dispersed. None of us live in the same like city anymore. So there's a lot of that happening where we're just keeping each other up to date. And I love that. I text my friend Anna a lot. Um, yeah, that's basically it. But lots of texting. Okay. When did I know I was gay and when did you come out? Okay, buckle up, everyone. I'm going to take a sip of my tea for this. <laughs> okay. Hmm. This is a tricky one. Um, I don't... I still don't know if I'm gay. <laughs> no, I am... Hmm. I don't know exactly when I knew I was gay. And I think that's always been tricky for me is because there wasn't like a clear moment there wasn't a, a clear defining experience that really made me realize I um 
I had some like murky experiences, plural, that let me know, I like knew that I was open to it to some extent or that I had like a natural urge for lack of a better word desire to connect with women but I was scared of being that publicly and so I kept it pretty close to chest and private for a long time but even in my own brain it wasn't like I'm gay and I'm hiding it it was kind of like I don't know I feel like I had like pushed it down even farther than that and I was also like very attracted to guys and dating guys simultaneously it was very confusing it still is confusing when I think about my like adolescence and high school and even college years like I don't really know how to explain those times um but I officially came out and like told everyone told my family in like 2013 when I was dating somebody who was publicly out and like wanted me to be out and she kind of helped me do that and that felt good because it was like I was ready at that point there was like a, you know I cared about this this girl and she was like let's let's like do this let's and I'm, I think it was easier at that point for me to be like oh I have a girlfriend so yeah therefore I'm like obviously into women because I'm dating one and but before that there was just like a lot of ambiguity and like me dating both sexes and genders and like not really knowing where I landed and the people I was with also didn't know where they were landing. And so we didn't talk about it and you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I was like always around gay people. They were like, there was a crew of lesbians that I grew up in high school with that were like older than me. And they were all kind of a specific type of lesbian I think and I loved them dearly but I didn't really feel like them and I I think I had this idea that to be gay to be a lesbian you like were this one thing and I didn't identify with them fully and so that was really I think a block I think if I had grown up in the time like now where gender fluidity and queerness was discussed so openly and like the binary is not as important. I think I would have been a totally different, I would have had a totally different experience. And sometimes I would like feel sad about that and wish that I had an opportunity to go back to high school and like be a little bit more in my truth and, you know, feel like it was okay to explore both. And like, I knew that bisexuality was a thing, but like, I didn't know anybody that identified that way or like practiced that. So I think it felt kind of like a cop out. Like I felt like, you know, the way that bi people are still saying there's biphobia. Like, I think that's real. Like you felt like you were cheating. If you're like, I think I'm bi, but I like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why it was so hard for me to like figure it out, but it was. And, um, even once I had started dating girls publicly, like I still was confused and like wanted to keep my options open label wise. And I was like, I don't know. But now, now I don't feel that way. Now I am about like coming up on 10 years of being publicly out and dating women and like strictly dating women. And I feel very comfortable calling myself a lesbian and like putting myself in a certain type of box to an extent for label sake, because why not? At this point, I like don't have anything to prove as much as I did then. 
I feel comfortable with it. And I think also now the times have changed. Being gay feels cool. Like there's less of a fear around it for me. It like my gayness feels like a huge part of my identity now. And um, well, in some moments I say that and I immediately I'm like, well, yes and no. But I think I'm like comfortable with it in a way that I just wasn't before. And so now I'm like, label me as whatever you want. doesn't matter. Like I'm dating women. I love a woman and like I'm with her long term and that's who I am. Okay. Okay. All right. Great question. That was a big one. Let's, let's find something a little light. Why does your mom like me bet like you better than me? Why does my mom? Oh, why does mom like you better than me? Oh, well, but I wonder who wrote this question. <laughs> Dylan, if you're listening, mom doesn't like me better than you. Let's just leave it at that. I know that to be true, but thanks for participating in the Q&A. <laughs> okay, fuck, Mary kill. Olivia Newton-John, Erica Badu, and Tommy Lauren. Oh, God. Okay, well, obviously kill Tommy Lauren. I can't stand her, even if she's like a prop, a propaganda prop, like whatever. I can't. I can't with her. Um, Erica Badu, definitely Mary, and fuck Olivia Newton-John. And that feels a little bit crass to say now that she's just um, gone to the other side. May she rest in peace. But, you know, she would probably be my boink. Because <laughs> Erica Badu, I would like to spend more life with, you know? Okay, what else? What else? Tell us about your high school crushes and your college sex life. Um, probably not going to talk about my college sex life, but um, um, let's just say that whole era was a confusing time, but a fun time. And but it's all things have gotten better now, you know, wink, wink. My high school crushes. Um, hmm. In this moment, I feel like I can't even remember them. So that's, I wasn't very like, cr I wasn't very crushy in high school. Like maybe a little bit. I've just always been a little more focused on like friends and social life than, than that. So I don't remember too much. Okay, last meal on earth. I'm going to take this question to mean the last meal I eat right before I die. And if that's the case, I'm going to absolutely gorge myself. I'm going to get a steak a really expensive, nice steak smothered with A1 sauce. I'm going to get chicken wings, buffalo chicken wings, and maybe even some lemon pepper chicken wings with a side of ranch. And by a side of ranch, I mean a bowl. I'm going to get, hmm. Well, I just had creme brulee the other night and it was so good. Like maybe I'd get a, a dessert of creme brulee. That's definitely not a dessert I typically choose, but because I just had one that was incredible, it's on my mind. Um, I'd probably have a couple really good cocktails, like of the old fashioned, you know, family and maybe an espresso martini. I would probably get, <laughs> um, ooh, 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 I know. I would have to get like a nice country loaf of sourdough bread and Kerrygold butter and just like go crazy on bread and butter. I can't really do bread and butter anymore. I'm gluten-free these days. I'm trying to like not eat anything like that, period, anyway, and I miss it. So I would want to go nuts on some bread. And then I would want to die right after so I didn't feel the tummy aches. 
<laughs> I would want to push my tummy out to absolute oblivion and then just die. <laughs> I maybe even would want a lava cake because that's also been on my mind this week. Lava cake. Okay, what else? <clears throat> hmm. One thing I can't survive without. Easy. My dog Barbados. <clears throat> Excuse me. My dog Barbados. He's sitting right here on my feet. Um, I know that one day, I mean, ugh, I don't want to talk about it. I'll cry, but I, I look at him every day and I think about him dying and it just like, I can't handle it. So when that day comes, I won't be okay. And I'm going to ask on my community to hold me up. Um, yeah, besides Barbados, I don't know. I feel like I can live without a lot of things. Oh, water. I know that's a dumb answer, but truly I drink so much water that like, even if I go an hour without water, I'm not okay. So that's, uh, that's a more practical answer. Oh, I like this question. What's a feeling you're chasing or trying to feel again? Okay, damn, someone's trying to get deep. I like it. Um, physically, I am in, I'm currently focused on trying to get my physical health a lot better. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind with this question is the physical strength I once had for the majority of my adolescence and young adult it's hard to say that because I kind of still think I'm a young adult, but um, basically up until 24, I had like, my body was in great shape. I was really, really strong. I was dancing a million hours a week forever my whole life and playing sports and doing all these active things all the time. My body was a machine and it is not anymore. As soon as I got a desk job and committed to the life of graphic design, my body has fallen apart like very, very intensely. And I have like chronic pain and chronic illness now. And it's been really hard. And so I think, I mean, not I think, I know without a doubt what I'm chasing is feeling good in my body again and feeling strong and capable to do physical things and even just like make it through a day without like feeling a lot of pain. So that's what I'm chasing. That's, but that's very physical. Emotionally, I think is tied into that too, though. The like right now I have such a mental block about my body not feeling good that I, it limits a lot of things I do and how I show up. Um, so I think the feeling of like being invincible to some extent that comes with youth and strength. Um, that's what I'm chasing. That's my big goal of the year. So, um, yeah. Okay. My favorite strain of weed. Um, right now it's wedding cake. Wedding cake is a gorgeous strain of weed. You guys, um, to anyone that doesn't know, I love weed. <laughs> I am, I worked for a company in the weed industry, Blackbird, and rest in peace. That's a sad story, but not for today. Um, and I had a podcast with my friend Jamal where we, it's called We'd Like to Talk. It's still up on the airwaves if you want to go find that and listen to some weed chats. But we, I mean, I spent two years of my life just like learning about weed and weed strains and what makes weed you know, good to certain people and not others, etc. It's such an interesting world, the world of weed. And I have delightfully 
taken the journey of finding what feels good for me and wedding cake is at the top of the pyramid it really feels so nice it tastes good it helps me relax it's um just like a really mellow but enjoyable good good mood good vibes high um it's an indica dominant hybrid or maybe it's just indica i don't remember right now but that's what I need. I can't have any uppers. I can't have sativas. Like I, weed will bring out whatever I'm struggling with at the moment and amplify it. And, um, I struggle with severe anxiety. So doing anything that's going to bring out the anxiety for me is a bad choice, big, bad choice. And that includes like caffeine, which I'm currently taking a break from. So yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a trickle-down conversation I just gave you, but um, wedding cake, good strain of weed. Okay, I think that's basically it on the questions. Oh, one more, and this is kind of interesting timing-wise. Someone asked about um, what are my predictions for the finale of The Bachelorette? Well, the truth be told, I watched the finale of The Bachelorette last night, and so I already know now how it ends, but I will tell you my predictions were, I felt like they both weren't going to end up with the guys. Um, I had a feeling that maybe Eric and Gabby left together, engaged, but maybe broke up because she looked so sad, but I recognize hold on let me just do my predictions and I thought for sure that Rachel and Tino left engaged but obviously broke up afterwards because we saw those previews of them fighting um and I was trying to figure out what the Tino was of it all like what the fuck did Tino do and it was like between him having a girlfriend back home or him just being like a crazy like manipulative partner which kind of seems like what's happened but um yeah, it just didn't look good. And so now, spoilers if you haven't watched the finale or coming, but I was wrong. Um, Gabby and Eric are still together. Yay! And so happy and in love. And I'm so happy for them. And Rachel and Tino, oh my God, what a train wreck. Watching that finale was absolutely horrible. Their arguing style was so triggering for me um, because I'm not a good arguer and like watching that happen was hard. Um, but yeah like they shouldn't be together I don't think and um (sighs) the whole bachelor finale was actually so chaotic and overwhelming that I need to take a break from the show like that was bad and I cannot believe that I mean I can't believe it I don't appreciate the choice of Zach for bachelor he's so boring he's such a like classic white guy in like America he's fine he's like a nice guy but he's just like come on and but I think that Bachelor chose him because they need a win they need someone that's going to get married at the end of the show they haven't had that in years and like he's a safe bet and middle of America's gonna love him I just like can't he's just too boring um So I will not be watching his season, I don't think. I'll be taking a break. But I am excited about Bachelor in Paradise starting next week. I wish they gave us like a couple weeks to have a reprieve after what they just put us through with this show. But all in all, I will say I'm really glad this Bachelorette season is over. I think the girls need a break. And I'm really excited for Gabby on Dancing with the Stars, a show that I have not watched ever. My parents used to watch it. 
And when I lived with them, I would watch it sometimes with them like after dinner. But I watched the first episode this week and oh my God, Michaela and I were crying like every other dance we sobbed. I mean, Selma, Selma Blair is on it. Is that her name? I was just Selma Hayek, Selma Blair, right? Okay. Yeah. Selma Blair. And she's incredible. And, you know, dancing with MS, crazy. And she was stunning. And then Daniel Durant, the deaf actor from CODA is on it. And he was incredible. And he was dancing as a deaf person, like with no ability to hear the music. And he was so on his mark. I was sobbing. And he has gorgeous lesbian mothers that were like cheering so sweetly in the audience. I couldn't handle it too much. Gabby did incredibly. They didn't give her enough of a good score, I thought. But she did so well. And she's with Val, who is the best. And then um, the D'Amelios, Charlie D'Amelio. I mean, we can all like roll our eyes at her for being a TikTok star, but my God, the girl can dance. Absolutely incredible dance. So it's going to be a really good season. I'm juiced to watch it. I never thought I would be a Dancing with the Stars girl, but that's also insane because I'm a dancer. And so watching it, I'm like right there in it. So good thing The Bachelorette's over. Good thing. Okay, you guys, that, wow, deep exhale. That's going to do it for this get to know me number one uh, potty cast. Um, That's the hot cont of the week. That's it. This was it. And I am so thankful for you that asked questions, some silly ones. There was some that I skipped over that just weren't quite appropriate, but you know who you were. Um. That was fun, though. I might do that again sometime, but like not right away. We need to talk about some other stuff. We need to get some some juicy bits happening over here. Uh, Thank you for listening, you guys. Um, This has been a fun project so far. I can't wait to keep making them. And if there's any topics you feel like you want to hear my opinion on, send them over in the DMs. My Instagram is at Hal Hoff. And yeah, chat with me there. And if you like this podcast, please follow and subscribe. Do I sound like a real podcaster now? Swipe up, (laughs) like, and subscribe and give me a follow because that actually really helps. And I could use your help with, um, building this baby up, you know? Hmm. Okay. That's it, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Godspeed and many blessings and joy and love to the world. Okay. XOXO, this is Haley and you have been listening to Hot Cunt.